A song, a song to keep us warm. There's such a chill, such a chill.
like when <laughs> the guy was going to be Watchmen, got to pump. Bump myself for the Got to get excited in a very physical way to go watch him sit in a chair for three hours. Hey. I don't think we should start our episodes with so many uh, sexual references. You could, you could totally. And like, I somewhere. Well, it's not like it was intended. I didn't intend any homosexual references. You could, but yeah, but that's, I didn't. That's what the gay couple said. My ass is gonna be so sore at the end of this. <laughs> but they said we were gonna sit on our ass for three hours. I suppose you could. No, but I mean, whatever. We went into the episode just saying my ass is gonna be so sore at the end of this. <sighs> Face palm, yeah. Uh, so how's everybody doing? They can't answer you, so don't even bother. Well, they they can comment, but we'll we'll be so far drawn. Say, you know? say it out loud. To well, yourself. Well, we can't hear you. <laughs> uh, you could write to us and tell us how you're doing. You, you know, that'd be that'd be a good uh, email to see. We're doing good. And that's it. And that's it. Like, why did you send us? You asked us. I don't remember that. Well, they, could, the but go, they 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 mark the time in the episode, and then they put uh, lol at the end. And I I didn't I didn't yeah that's just like on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> lol. <laughs> well, well, we're the Mental Masturbation Podcast. If you didn't already know, uh, uh is, we have a website. We do have a website. www.mentalmasturbationpodcast.com. Podcast. Cod. Podcast. Where we 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 don't catch we don't catch cod we we, throw we, find, we, we we go we go to the store we get the cod the we go to ones, fancy restaurants it, and then we we cast them into the ocean like, the cod cast and then, well, all we're doing is intellectually stimulating conversation while we're doing that yep mm-hmm. that's not that's that's a lie I, I'm against yeah. lying there's total there's there's no difference between lying and joking around. None. We're completely serious. Uh, serious business. Mental, mas- Mental masturbation podcast. Codcast. Codcast. Uh, well, yeah, you can if you go to the the website. We now have an RSS feed, so you can uh, subscribe to that and then get updated as to when we update the page. Or you can fan us on Facebook if you're on Facebook often enough to get updates from us. Uh, otherwise. You can email us at mentalmasturbationpodcast.gmail.com, and there's a link straight to that from the website. Other than that, uh, yada, yada, yada. there's a fancy fancy website just at your disposal. Just yada, yada, yada. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Oi. Schutzbach. The Grabbler. Schmuck. Uh, if you haven't looked already, go check out The Onion's vi- new video this week uh, about... What, or it's about, it's about stress, the, right? Should, yeah, you should check out the onions videos every week. Well, just yeah, just in general, <laughs> but but uh, this one is about envisioning stress as a monster, basically. So you can hook nose creature. So you can basically keep it money. away to keep it away from you. <laughs> it's amazing. It's the the solution. Kill all the grab. Final final solution. It, that that's a, any foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. Damn headphones. There we go. Don't tell them that. They can't hear it. I mean, they can't hear the screw-up of the headphones. 
Don't nag me. I'm not nagging you. I'm just letting you saying, don't worry. Don't nag me. <laughs> okay. Well, this week, we're basically going to be complaining the whole episode. What are we going to do? We're going to be talking about basically unwarranted uh, negative criticism. Of or positive mo- uh, criticism. Of movies. I think we're mostly going to be mostly tending negative, towards negative. We should say, or I suppose, yeah. The, the, you have the one example of the positive. I, I'm the list I made is entirely of negative criticism, but uh, but yeah, you def- definitely have one, and we've touched on it before. And in, in, well, in real life, we touched on it a lot, but we can't go through a movie that's been adapted to anything without saying how this movie was poorly adapted. We don't always do that. Well, I mean, we usually do. We'll be like, this movie was very well adapted, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, we're fucking Jesus Christ. We don't actually say all that, but... <laughs> well, we might, but it's not quite as uh, plainly vulgar. We just say, they didn't understand. It's like, no, you missed the point. You missed the point. Well, don't we create our own points in the movies? If I want to be entertained, isn't that the point of the movie? You can. How do so but, I hit my point? But that's not that shouldn't be the director's point. That shouldn't be the who cares about simply the, director? the director's point. I bought the movie. I should care about myself. I didn't. I didn't buy the movie to, for somebody to lecture at me about. <laughs> I, I didn't. I I bought a movie so I could zone out for two hours and that and then just be like, ah, oh, that was pretty action. P- uh, pig cannon. Yeah. Startle. I want to be startled. <laughs> I just want to be completely caught off guard. But nothing that that's socially taboo. The, if there's something that uh, that I wouldn't accept my children seeing, I won't watch it. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, there are websites. I think it's there's one. I think it's called MovieGuide.org. Let's see if I can. Maybe if it didn't get four com. stars, I don't. I, if somebody else yep. didn't give it four Here stars, movieguide.org. That's the it's it's a Christian website about like if 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 somebody says hell or or just whatever, it, t- it tells you about it. Oh no, there's all sorts of anti-Christian stuff in these these movies. How many? Well, this one has a negative or a four. The movie Middlemen that's coming out—it's about the beginning of the porn industry. Uh-oh. Uh oh. It, ha- it has. Better stay away from that one, folks. It, well, I think it has a four—a four star, four out of four stars for quality, but negative three for content. Language heavy. It gave negative three. Yeah. Negative three. Uh, uh, <laughs> so far, we take langu- away the three stars that we gave for quality. One. Language heavy. Violence moderate, sex heavy, nudity moderate. I have a question. Yes. Uh, doesn't the quality of the movie determine how good the content of the movie is, or the content no, determine but, the but quality? The, but, oh, but it's not. Yeah, what they're they saying. Want. What they're saying is that structure, like it was a brilliant film. <laughs> See, beautiful, that's all. I, be- beautiful film. Personally, that's but there what is I, so much offensive stuff in there. I just can't even take it. I'm going to blow my brains out, even though God doesn't want me to commit suicide. That's how bad it was. They're going to make me go against the word of God. <laughs> well, that's that's the whole point of these websites. They don't want people to get tempted into to anti-Christian behavior. See, there's a difference between non-Christian and anti-Christian. No, there isn't. There is a book called Frodo and Harry on this website. 
It's probably about witchcraft. But but J.R.R. Tolkien was a Christian. Roman Catholic. Christian. Roman Catholic. No, it didn't, the link didn't work. Stupid. Should be a Lutheran. Yeah, serious? Come on. 95 Theses. Martin Luther was so smart, and he wasn't, like, extremely anti-Semitic or anything. He was revolutionary. I think he wrote a book called The Jews and Their Lies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look that up right now, too. <laughs> I'm racist because when somewhere when I was born, my parents were racist, and it's genetic. What? Racism isn't genetic at all. It is, all. too. It's just who I am. If I if I wasn't racist, who would uh, I be? Oh, the, the book is called On the Jews and Their Lies. Not not the Jews and Their Lies. But yes. He for the, all you Lutherans out there uh, I don't know. He he's probably biblically justified, but do you really want to be associated with anti Semitism? But that's the whole reason that uh, I'm not gonna go into the gospel stuff again. But the basically one of the gospels was blaming it on the Jews and the rest of it was blaming it on the Romans. Anyways. <sighs> so, should we should how you, we How you doing? Doing fine. Doing fine. What movie should we start with? Uh which one would you like to start with? I think we should go with the one that sparked the Okay. The whole idea. Let's go with District 9. District 9. Uh let let let's let's give some of the reviews. It, uh, okay. well, I'm well, just we say, shouldn't read them. We shouldn't yeah. read them directly. Let's just give well, what the, people are the, saying. The, I, okay, I've been working at a movie theater a for s- three and a half years, so we'll, we'll the, uh, give a summary. I, oh, and it's actually the, a year ago this weekend that District Nine came out. So pretty eventful. Uh, happy birthday, happy, District Nine. Uh, okay. But this movie, uh-huh. in the whole three and a half years I've been working at the theater, is the most I've ever had to give refunds for. People, pe- like, every single showing, I'm pretty sure I had at least one group come out Why? for refunds. Because this, this movie is just so bad. It's just so bad. I didn't think it was going to be about that. It's just so bad. The people don't... For example, here here is a, a Netflix review. This is, this is kind of uh, the... Basically, basically what I heard every day at work. So, horrible movie. I watched the first ten minutes and had to shut it off. I just couldn't watch anymore. It made no sense at all. If you watch the first ten minutes of a movie, you're probably not going to get a lot of even in the first ten minutes. They, they, I mean, it's not meant to be explained in the first ten minutes. Yeah. Because if it was explained in the first ten minutes. Why even watch the movie? What? They they put all these aliens in these tents? What? I'm turning this off. And and that part was meant to be ambiguous. Like I mean, you don't know how they got there, like why they're there, but it's not that's not the point. It, the point the is The point is the treatment. That, the morality uh, of uh, it. How uh what are you going to do with them once they're here? Because it it doesn't matter how they got here or if they're going to leave. Oh, I guess it does it matter if you're going to leave, but you have to deal with the problem. But the, the fact is that they're there. Whether whether you like it or not. Yeah. Uh, so that that that's almost uh, irre- It's not irrelevant, but it's it's not a necessary plot point to put why they were there. Right. And 
and here's another one is all I have to say is this movie was terribly made. There is no big name actors in this movie. Holy crap. I really thought this movie would be cool being the way it, the aliens looked, but boy, I was really disappointed. If I could, I'd give this movie zero stars. Wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone. And really, big name actors, what the hell does that have to do with it? A lot of people actually thought, uh, what what was the main character's name? I mean, what was his actor's name? Charlton Copley. Yeah. A lot of people said that he was a newfound star. I, I, I honestly thought, like, he probably was, but I thought he was going to be, like, pretty close to getting a Best Actor nomination for that movie. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, he did a fantastic job. He said uh, man a lot, but that, that's because... Man? Falcon? Falcon prawns? <laughs> oh, good f- good cat food, eh? Yeah. But seriously, he did a great job. Oh, cracked my back. Just like last week. I think that was last week. Uh, but the the movie, in, in philosophical terms, it, 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 it brings up uh, that David Hume... Basically, he he was sort of a utilitarian, but he, he, he was making this argument that people, the only reason that we have justice is for utilitarian needs. Like, obviously, if if we have a, an abundance, uh, like a, basically an infinite amount of each item possible, then there isn't going to be any punishment for stealing or because mm-hmm. the, you can get the same thing for no cost, pretty much. And, and whatnot, but it, it's more complicated than that. But basically, the the instance he was making, or an example he gave for um, the justice having utility, justice only being useful, one, or obviously if it has utility, yeah. uh, justice only being implemented if it has utility, is say we have there we find this race of one inch Martians that is, has highly sophisticated like medical and other scientific technology, but they have no military technology. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't do us any, like pretty much it's, he, he says that it would, it's almost like a, a sure fact that we would treat them poorly and oppress them because even though they're sentient, but because we, we can take advantage of their technology Mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. And, and we can, uh, then we will. And, and he basically correlated it straight to our treatment of American Indians and of women and slaves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that. I don't know if, uh, Hume's philosophy was, was part, partially the motivation. I know that the apartheid in South, South Africa was the motivation for district nine, but the fact is that there is this huge, like, philosophical concept of justice and morality that is the basis for this story mm-hmm. and so when you have charlto who is the person that is uh basically has to make sure everybody is staying in their slum and uh there when he goes for roll call every day and not having weapons and yada yada from doing that he ends up touching some one of their technologies mm-hmm. that it starts transforming him into one of the prawns or, you know, what have you. So from basically being the oppressor, he is starting to become one of the oppressed and has to seek help from the people he's been oppressing. And, and that like Dave and David Hume's argument 
is basically one of the things he's like, you're not going to, we're not going to learn anything about, uh, sentient beings and how to treat them from reading philosophical books. We're going to learn it from literature and, uh, just human experience. Like the, the lecturer was saying how, you know, we're, we're going to learn how to treat American Indians from movies like Dances with Wolves or or other things or like how to treat black people from Uncle Tom's Cabin where they glorify the character or where we read literature from the perspective of a woman then we learn how a woman thinks and that it's not that different from the way we think and and so by by the fact that uh, Vickis is turning into one of those creatures he learns that not only not only is he um, becoming one of them, but he has to seek help from them, and really they're not that different. He, like Christopher Johnson, the main prawn that he has to um, befriend is a bad word. He has to seek help from. Uh, he has a little child, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he it's basically a, a nice family unit. He treat his son is pretty cute if you i mean if you think about it and uh it's sorry we're having a problem um it's it's just a a matter of that from from going through that experience he's going to to learn how to treat his fellow sentient being rather than he he wouldn't have probably learned that just from well he most people don't read philosophy books anyway but he would have learned from that experience you know but most people just say oh drudgy sci-fi and mm-hmm. stupid i want my money back yep do you have anything else to say you pretty much covered it <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, 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 most, most people probably were like, what a, a sci-fi movie. And at that district nine, because most people hated that movie got nominated for best picture, but I was actually satisfied. Like I actually felt good mm-hmm. when, when that movie was nominated. So I don't know, just it's confusing. Uh-huh. It, if if you did or didn't like District 9, uh, tell us why. If, if, like, if you were one of those people that walked out, email us and let us know what you thought was bad about it. And don't just say, like, it was simply bad. Because I have a – I had a coworker. He doesn't work with me anymore. But uh, he was a film criticism major. And the only reasons he would give were basically tautologies was that it was annoying because it was annoying or whatever. It, like when the movie about the movie precious and he didn't like district nine either. He thought it started out good, but then just got bad. And I said, I was like, I don't understand why. And he didn't explain himself. So actually give reasons and, you know, make it an argument, you know, as to why this movie is actually bad, you know? So until then I'm going to hold my position that it was a good film and well executed in its Mm -hmm. concepts and actually kept pushing forward um, I mean, it's kind of like the metamorphosis, just like how the fly was too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah. So until then, it stands as a good movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Well then, I don't have anything else to say about that. Which movie should we move on to? Uh, would you want to move on to yours, or do you want to wait? Well, till, I don't have a list. Later? Well, I, I know, I know, you don't have a list, but you have the that one. That could take um, us through the entire entire show. Yeah. Uh, well. So I think we should really save that one for oh, later. Okay, that's fine. Uh, well, the next one then uh, would be Toy Story 3. Uh, and this one, uh, it's it's very it's been very well received, but there there are people, especially I mean especially internet reviewers. I, I hate website like people that just have websites mm-hmm. that review movies. You're kind of like. I don't know. It's kind of worthless to me, mm-hmm. anyway. But th- this one is from a colum- columnist from the New York Press, and his name is Armand White. And uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, they just have a, a single statement, and then you- it links to their full review. And this guy, his, his says, Toy Story 3 is so besotted with brand names and product placement that it stops being about the innocent pleasures of imagination the usefulness of toys, and strictly celebrates consumerism. And we've both seen that movie multiple times. I didn't get uh, persuaded to buy any product. The the only... The reason that they had brand names in there, like Barbie and Ken, were because of... They could make silly jokes about it. Yeah, it's kind of iconic, too. Yeah, it's not a matter of... Oh, go buy this! Like, I mean, what 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 toys are you gonna put in there besides that? It, yeah, I mean, they they made some toys and some with some of well, yeah. have been made because of the movie, but like, some it it's, it wouldn't be it shouldn't be a surprise. Like Slinky Dog, Slinky is a a, a there are Slinky Dogs tra- a, tra- a trademarked. Uh, there are they had the Army Men. They didn't make mm-hmm. up the Army Men. They let me think. Um, I mean the they, the uh, etch a sketch from the first one, yeah. product placement. Yeah. Or or the bookworm. Yeah, and th- so what? They, they they're still a character, and and because of those, their uh, the way they, they they've been created, they could fill a role in the movie. The movie was still about their relationship to Andy and uh their Just relationship to children in general. Yeah. How children become attached to uh, uh, and, and, uh, their and toys, and uh, putting how it from the toys get become attached to the children. So it's not it's no longer a one way way relationship. It's a two way relationship between right, but it's only perceived toy. as a one way relationship. But and then, a child will perceive it as a two way. Well, yeah, but they so don't understand the real perspective of the 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 toy. Like that's what from you think. from well from the perspective of the movie, they don't get found out. That's what you think. That's what I think. That, would would you elaborate, sir? That's what you think. All right. Uh, toys, uh, but, toys are alive. They just don't show it. We should just assume they are alive. Yeah. Assume until otherwise noted. Uh-huh. You have the burden of proof to say that they aren't alive. Even Tell though, me that that bear right there isn't alive. With well, the tiger, but. Uh, from every. 
example of biological material that we have. It's not made of functioning biological material. Even the magical stuff? There is no magical stuff in biological material. I'm, I'm not talking about I'm talking about there's biological and then there's magical. Well, we don't have any evidence of any sort of magic. Who doesn't? Uh, well, we have... You're blind science, scientists? Science. You're, they're blind. It, it's, it's a... a collection of of corporate government controlled (laughs) science it's all paid from by the same illuminati think about it we have to use the magic to overcome that's why harry potter's trying to be put down right now but you know what's breaking out phenomena it's two more movies left was gonna be one more movie but now it's two because the movie that book was like a thousand pages long. Two thousand. Two thousand pages. Eight thousand. Something. Uh anyways. But 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 Toy Story Three was still about how they misunderstood they're like, Well, we feel put down because Andy doesn't play with us anymore but then they realize what's what is still out there or like what was out there wasn't it was actually a lot worse because of the manipulator of. I mean, don't Lotso. stray away from your owners, slaves. Yeah. If you're listening, slaves, uh, it's way better to be under the watch of a master because he'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. And um, he'll provide you a wife and children, and then he'll can own you forever. While, on the other hand, if you go out to live by yourself, you gotta work. Scary. You gotta get beaten. I mean, you're practically a slave, but. You have you have nobody to take care of you, <laughs> just like the centipede room, and not the centipede, the caterpillar room. I mean, yeah, because everybody beat them in there. Yeah, exactly. That we just put slave master relationships into Toy Story three. That's why it was a bad movie. Yep, I can perceive it in any. I could perceive it into, like, I don't know, the Holocaust. Or something like that. There was the fire at the end. Yeah. They were all going to die. thrown into an oven. There you go. They're saying genocide all the toys. Actually, they're saying don't genocide all the toys because there was a a strong emotional uh, reaction when you watch that. And tears. Tearjerker. Yeah. It's like they're all just accepting their death. I know. So sad. (laughs) But then they're saved by God. Yeah. That was it. That was it. (laughs) There's God, not they, those three aliens. No, they were accepted Jesus into their heart, and the claw <laughs> came down and saved and them. resurrected them. They're the three disciples, the three little alien guys. The three, the three disciples. Mm-hmm. No, they're the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There you go, Trinity, perfect. And they have three eyes. Seriously. The Father, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They, they're the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, but they all have the same Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And each one, micro, of those, each one of those Father, eyes, Son, Holy Spirit. Oh, wait, no. It's communism. They're all the same. Oh, shit. They're all the same. Yeah, they all... If you watch the Buzz so Lightyear okay, Light Star we, Command, we've, we've they have a mind link. The, uh, slavery, slave-master relationship in Toy Story 3, we've... Uh, Holocaust. Uh, Holocaust. Communism. Oh, don't forget uh, accepting Jesus into your heart. Oh, and accepting Jesus in your heart. Yep. So, really, you can make any movie into anything you want it to be, and it's then what? then you can make it into a bad movie. I suppose. Well, and that, even so, that's purely content-based. That's not actually on and, 
on the 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 artistic value and form of it. That's just like I didn't like the meaning of it, so it was bad. Yep. I mean, I guess you can criticize the story, but the story isn't the movie it, itself. Like you can you can take a a bad story and tell it well through film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can take a, a story with not a lot of substance, but you can uh, where the wild things are. You can do a uh, you can do a lot of cool things. That's actually a movie I was going to... Artistically to express yourself through the film. I, I didn't have it listed, but I could have brought it up. It's another movie that that guy said the first hour of it was really good, and then the second hour just sucked. Like, But he didn't explain himself. And But Where the Wild Things Are, the the book is like 12 pages long. I can just see that, that you're watching the movie and, oh, this is really, really awesome. I love it. And all of a sudden, 59, 59 minutes... 59 seconds, 60 minutes. <laughs> oh, fuck. This sucks. This turned bad. Exactly. Real quick. <laughs> Turn on a dime. Other direction. No, I thought it was... Uh, as soon as that giant dog a, showed up? Seriously, what the fuck? I hated it. Like, it actually was a good uh, representation of, like, the a, a, a psychological, like, imaginative, imaginative coping mechanism for the child, for Max... You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of stages of him going through his relationships, because they were all embodiments of figures in his life, mm-hmm. you know? And and as he went through that, he realized that everything, like, he shouldn't be mad at his mom. Because she has her own troubles. Yeah. Yeah. And and from the book, you don't, I mean, you could, you'd have to interpret way more because it's so vague. It's It's really just strictly narrative there's not a lot to interpret but i think they did a good job in writing it and and all he did was say no the first hour was bad the second hour was or the first hour was good the second hour was bad and i hate that so much like justify your beliefs and your opinions your opinion isn't just your opinion your opinion is not something that just has to be based on nothing the thing like, the thing is when you give an opinion it's almost like dead feelings like i felt this way yeah, and and if you can't and explain then why, then it, there's n- I I don't give any credence to your opinion at all. It that, is worthless. It's like trying to tell me that uh, like I'm angry. Why are you angry? I don't know. I'm just angry. Do I have to justify my emotions? They're my emotions. It's my emotions. I can just have them. When people say, no, it's my opinion. I don't have to back it up. Or say somebody's happy in a really tragic moment. I'm just really happy right now. You know, you know, like, this guy died, but you know what? I feel actually really happy. Why do you feel happy? I don't know. Just because. Just because. Like, how morbid does that sound? I suppose that's and a different situation. It, well, but but, not, but not, not even just from a morbid angle. It's unjustified. Exactly. You, uh, well, what... If you give an opinion of a movie was good or bad, that's like giving an emotion without an, uh, like uh, an action without justification. Because forming an opinion is an action, mm-hmm. and you should form your opinion based on justified, like evident, yeah, I guess. or or a reason, like based on your own. It's a combination of like your beliefs and attitudes towards thing towards things, and then you, uh, as you perceive your art or whatever then you can under then you can give an explanation like that's what people do when they go through art galleries 
and and people if you go with friends or whomever then you start explaining what you do and don't like about a piece and and then you, you a lot of times you do why but i don't think those people that that do that don't really go to art galleries i'm not and i'm not trying to be like a snob like i don't go to art galleries very often but but i I'm do just, all the I time just, I, I just talk from like prior experience like of going through it because you can actually talk while you're doing it not but you like, but the thing is sometimes we'll argue with people about their opinions like i mean right now uh like if people see it as now we're arguing about how our opinions con uh, conflict but what we're really pissed off about is nobody can give a good reason why it's why something's bad or mm -hmm. why something's good yeah i i'm trying to think i know there's been examples of when people can actually justify it because an opinion is not something that's true that's the difference between a, a, a an, an opinion and... an opinion and a fact not that an opinion can be baseless an opinion has to have a base to it that is not uh, that is something that is shared between an opinion and a fact but an, the only difference between an opinion and a fact is that uh, one is objectively true and an opinion is true for an an individual mm -hmm. so uh, in in that sense um, I guess if you don't uh, think anybody should share your opinion, then whatever, then you don't need to justify it. But, but that that's not um, that's not the same thing as if like if if you want somebody to if somebody thinks that a movie is bad and you think it was good and you want to explain to them why it was good, then you need to justify your opinion. Mm -hmm. And then you say, "Oh yeah, then I guess I see it in that way. Then it was good, or whatever." That's that. Sometimes I feel like torn between two, mo like a movie. I'm like, "Well, well, actually, I love when this happens. When a movie incites a discussion, mm -hmm. like of why it could be considered good and why it could be considered bad. Mm -hmm. You know, even well, like, even like crappy movies. I mean, not crappy, but remember we went to Pandorum and one of our friends." Uh, liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. He said he liked it a lot, but I mean, his opinion has changed since he mm -hmm. he realized how you know that looks kind of ridiculous. But we we went into a and discussion got, got cliched at points uh, too on how it the movie. Well, this is movies Pandorum, mm -hmm. and how we went into the movie thinking it was going to be like this this psychological well, horror yeah, of space. Not not even just just that, but like we'd heard from people like, oh yeah, it's pretty good, like. People that like I trust relatively well on on movie opinions, um, but the, the the yeah from from the trailer and whatnot we thought that I didn't think it was going to be like a masterpiece or anything, but I thought it was going to be decent and it was going to be uh, like what Pandorum is when it it's like it's kind of like um, Cabin Fever sort of mm -hmm. but for space um, and if they could have deconstructed the human mind the thing that through, sold it for me that. was the one shot when he's in the tiny uh glass uh i guess you could say uh chamber chamber yeah and uh he's screaming and uh, it's framed pretty much in the center of the shot and then the rest of it's enveloped in darkness mm -hmm. so it, it's pulling back but he's screaming and it's silent uh and that's uh 
a little psychologically off-putting, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, that, that sold it. I thought the movie was going to be like that, like actually make me feel claustrophobic, like they were going to sell it well. It turned into an action movie. And, and not only that, it turned into like um, bad, like this badass girl comes out of nowhere in, in like and the I, middle of the movie yep. to, to, to turn I don't around know what and it kick is. ass. I don't know what it is, but... Uh, as soon as a woman comes into the 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 the, the picture in a in any like that kind of movie, it's like always really good at fighting. Resident Evil, or, or... playing off uh, Alien, a- oh, Alien Resurrection. There's the heroine, but the thing is that's different because she in that movie she's the main character, and now like, she, she should survive. But she's not like she wasn't a martial artist or anything. Like, uh, like... what was that? It's the uh, it's the fetishistic uh, voyeur voyeurism. Mm-hmm. Where people like to watch. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, they like to be dominated by they like like a strong woman because they like to be dominated. Like, like dominate. Yeah. Matrix. Kind of like that. Yeah. But I mean, uh, that's what. Why when they put that kind of character in there, it's because he, he, she's still. Uh, yeah. There's still like, like a fetish. Underworld. Yeah. She's wearing full tight leather in that those movies. Yeah, I guess. But I well, what, what but, I'm but, more saying is like a Freudian kind of. You know, psychology, like the woman on the screen is always uh, played up, played up uh, to meet the standards of the fe- the male viewer mm-hmm. or, uh, uh, you know, how that there's um, in Howard Hawks films. Right. There's the strong female character, like they're really mm-hmm. strong, but they all say she's always surrounded by men and then they're always idolizing her. Mm hmm. And, and, that, and it's usually a blonde woman and shot with soft focus. Um, yep. so it's just or, kind of, and she's then there's beaming. always the weaker woman that that could be... Sub- and she's usually a brunette. And she can be uh, subdued. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she can be put into submission, you know, right. like that. And she's like the weaker of the two characters. Well, they always say that there's either two uh, types of women. There's either the badass fighter or there's... Hawks and doves. Yep, hawks and doves. That's actually a good... Uh, yeah. But, uh, and Pandorum, uh, whoa, okay, uh, where was I? Pandorum, I was going to say. Just how it turned from uh, what we thought was going to be like. Oh, no, what I was going to say was that there are well-developed female characters with personality. Yeah, with personalities. A serious movie will have well-developed characters. Mm Mm-hmm. As... But but not only was she a stereotype, she was a fictional stereotype. So it's not not even something that you can identify with. It was just like this is a character that you've seen a thousand times in fiction. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it... like a mythical, you know, the American myth, like the Wild West, yeah, and, and stuff like that. But this is more like the 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 sci-fi myth, or like the sci-fi. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of. Well, when I say Pulp Fiction, I don't mean the movie, but it's it's just meaning it's really cheap and uh, mm-hmm. and it's basically there to make money. Yeah, and it's produced quick. But but people like will eat films. that up, and people will eat that up saying it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, the the here's a, another or here's a, a comment uh, from where the wild things are from RottenTomatoes.com. This is a moviecrypt.com is the, the, the guy's uh, website. And it says, never having read the book, it must be better than this. That's all I had to say. I mean, I that he, you don't get that much He's so funny. There. 
But I, I wonder what he is. He's probably funny. He's just trying to be humorous. Certain people, I don't know. Yeah. Certain people like to go to movies. His background of... is just full of skulls and and, <laughs> and like red skulls. Moviecrypt.com. There's death there. He probably only likes horror movies or something. Yeah, and another thing, Fangoria sucks. Does it really? Just joking. Fangoria. I'm not sure about, but uh, I'm t- I'm more of the those horror movie websites that give these amazing reviews for others the lamest terrible horror movies. Dead, dead clowns. clowns dead clowns awful innovative horror movie that's what that's worst no there were the audio in it made sucked you could barely hear anything on a, a probably a dv camera that would cost about two hundred dollars now way too like diluted storyline like it was not strong at all you couldn't hear or see anything the lighting was awful too uh the so not, but just because because of the fact that you couldn't hear anything either, that added to the fact that you couldn't that the story was imperceptible. And the cover was misleading. They said that there were going to be like zombie clowns or dead clowns, you know. It's like no, they, they rise from the bottom of the, the ocean. ocean. So they have seaweed heads. Ha ha ha! And they're made out of paper mache or or muslin mache or something. Yeah, and then we're gonna rent it. We're gonna rent our. Uh, movie theater out I'm um, actually he probably work, worked at a movie theater and they're like can we use this movie theater for our film sure Wait, what you making the manager pops in you making a, you making your movie what you doing we're in the middle of a take get out of here no it was like come on in you can be a part of this show you actor you wanna be our clown <laughs> we so stupid utterly stupid see uh, when I say Oh, I could give examples of why that's uh, yeah, that's... diluted. Let's go through the examples of how this movie sucked. Many people agree that it sucked, but let's go through the reasons but, why but, this movie but, sucked. But the point is, if if you have an opinion, be able to pin down the reasons why you have it. The pacing? Okay, well, first of all, we can. there's the blatant uh, audio thing. I don't think anybody could hear. All, the, all they used was the microphone on, on the camera. They didn't actually use a boom microphone or anything or a, a decent microphone there were no big name actors first were, of all for, yeah, first of all that's the the biggest uh, objection i have to the movie no big name actors come on um i, I don't even know where to begin this movie just was don't rent it don't even rent it i'm serious like don't rent it well, no, it was not innovative at all. They used pretty much standard continuity editing, which was probably not even close to, like, there's probably uh, little errors here or there, but not even just, I mean, I didn't look for them, obviously, because uh, I was already zoning the, out the, while watching it. The, the thing was that the reason it probably said an innovative horror film on there was because it got picked up by Lionsgate. Lionsgate probably picks up a shit ton of, of really bad horror movies. Yeah. And pays websites, yeah, web critics to do it because horror fi- horror films are probably the highest rented movies besides porn and shitty American Pie sequels. You know, I think actually shitty American Pie sequels aren't rented as often as you might think. Well, okay, uh, I don't. They they Rome, must be oh. rem- rented like decently. Not maybe not like I'm not saying 
you know, like well, they, they top, probably... top, of, top of the the rental box office. Yeah, it's like uh, American Pie Four. But but uh, Stickler's Revenge. <laughs> uh, but the fact is that you know because they keep getting made means that that rental stores are willing to buy the copies of the yeah, DVDs, yeah. and so therefore that they'll make their returns on there. They'll probably they probably yeah. make like where they make the majority of their profit. I don't think that they the that the DVDs get bought from uh, actual customers that much. But the fact is that they'll get rented, especially if they have naked women in them, because then somebody will rent it to masturbate, masturbate to. to yep. And then. Uh, that 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 that, insu- that ensures like why don't you just do Does, there's so, there's porn. loads of free porn on the internet loads of it <laughs> especially if you search mental masturbation podcast at google did we find any uh there in the image search there was a few remember last week's episode oh yeah yeah porn. but porn but yeah rape. all porn in this is just raped rape that yeah. would show the woman feeling pleasure from it, you know? So not like it's consent or anything. No, rape. It's rape. The most common type of rape is DP, donkey punch rape. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, next, the next movie... We have is American Psycho. Um, this is one of my favorite movies, actually. Uh, I still need to post it, and it'll eventually be on the website. But uh, I'll call uh, well, who, Lionsgate produced that produced movie that too. movie too. But well, you well know what I'll they, do? they I think they distributed it because All, uh, Mary Harren did that independently. Well, I know that uh, Lionsgate. I mean, didn't produce it. They yeah, probably picked it up. But yeah. I, I, what I what I was gonna say was. I'm going to call them and tell them that you you stole the rights to the movie and you're posting it on the internet and they'll take it down immediately. I'm not getting paid for it at it's all. intellectual property. But I'm not getting paid for but it. But you're reproducing it. It's not reproduced. Yeah, it is. What do you think that entire scene was? Huh? You jerk. You fucking fail. <laughs> oh, Lionsgate, I hope you're watching. Watching a, a, an audio-only media presentation that's not what i meant <laughs> don't you mean listen <laughs> this, this, this this is this is uh us fighting on the podcast right now you're gonna show Dead us what, what it sounds like psychic battle that's enough of that that is not entertaining i won how do you know because I didn't break my silence first. That's true. Okay. Well, American Psycho. Fucker. Holy shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that, audience. Just, just a little spat between us. Ongoing rivalry. Yeah. Among friends. <laughs> and the badass female. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so American Psycho... Uh, I find this movie to be near. Oh, I don't. I don't. You're gonna say near perfect. perfect. I don't want to say perfect at all, but like it's really I, good. It, it is fucking amazing. Uh, I find it. Um, it is definitely one of my favorite movies, and I think that the 
the dialogue and the character work was done extremely well, uh, especially with Christian Bale's and Jared Leto's character. Like, that's basically... The reason I wanted to do it for my directing class was because of the behavior, like the sheer pompousness and arrogance um, of these characters. They They were completely shells of human beings. Like, that's the whole like premise behind this movie is that Christian Bale has no real identity. He he's a he's the, the funny old, thing is his real identity is kind of emerging throughout the movie. The you know that like of the murder. He's a he's a psychotic but he you know he, he but he but the the only thing he like Because at he, the end he's all, like blah 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 fucking blah 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 like well, let's see, I killed I, all these people like I'm 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 gonna go to jail blah 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 I don't think I'm gonna get away with it he gets away with it spoiler mm-hmm. alert it's because nobody because can nobody, nobody nobody knows, knows who, who anybody, anybody is. is because they they're all just the shells same. they're all just trying to impress each other so um let's see if I have it here while he's looking penis 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 cock penis power of the internet look up look up penis on google shut up all right uh this is this is uh the the um a quote from the movie that was part of the scene that i did was i have all the characteristics of a human being flesh blood skin hair but not a single clear identifiable emotion except for greed and disgust and and that that rings extremely true because on the outside, he definitely displays all these normal human characteristics, uh-huh. like just not just physically, but like he's making small talk with people, makes jokes. But every single comment that's made towards him or perceived by him is something that boosts his ego. Mm-hmm. And, and his he's perfect. Why don't you go and say what people said about it? How and angry? Because so, that's so, what we're discussing. Yeah, but but I just wanted to to establish my reasons for having contempt for these people's views. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to start reading from the top because I'm not sure where it uh, gets bad, but I, I know that it does. Uh, okay. Suppose uh, this is from Kenneth Turan from the Los Angeles times. So suppose, just suppose we take American psycho at its word and agree that this little number is in the words of the director and co-writer, Mary Horan, a comedy, a satire on the late on the late 1980s. The question becomes: A. How sharp and penetrating a satire is it? And B. Are the pungency of its barbs worth what must be endured to receive them? The answer is not very. Or the answer is not very, and, defi- and definitely not. Even for argument's sake, it's tough to imagine a hypothetical viewer coming out of this Haran Guinevere Turner adaptation of the Brett Easton Ellis novel. Ellis novel smacking a forehead with the palm of one hand and exclaiming the 1980s a decade of of success or of excess who knew uh people consu- people consumed by possessions and status and making a mockery of conventional morality and enduring human val- values i had no idea could such a cave dweller be found who uh who would want to subject him or her to american psycho's particular brand of enlightenment promotional blather about its or satiric 
thrusts notwithstanding, the bottom line is that this film is 100 minutes spent with an, with an unpleasant, unmotivated, disconnected psychopath named Patrick Bateman, Christian Bale, who enjoys hacking folks into pieces and storing body parts in the freezer, which is pretty much 100 minutes too many. Perhaps knowing what it was up against, American Psycho has taken considerable pains to look at look its best. Cooley photographed uh, Anders Sekula, Pulp, Fic, Pulp Fiction, with production design by Gideon Pont. This has to be one of the most elegant films ever made about someone who relishes chopping people up. Its characters live in a world uh, of designer labels and chic restaurants and clubs, and the film has certainly got that part right. Also, to be fair, American Psycho is not as violent as it could be. Director Haran, content to be up, up, up to her ankles in bloody doings rather than hip deep, offers uh, or often forgoes the most gruesome shots. Still, even with this forbearance, there's uh, so much carnage here that only an organization as pennywise and foolish as the MPAA could have horse traded it down uh, from an NC-17, and that's for or that's for sex, not violence, to its current R. Haran starts the film with a bit of a visual joke with uh, bright red drops that turn out to be not to be what we're expecting. Bateman and his Wall Street cronies are discovered at a pricey Manhattan restaurant making sarcastic, snotty remarks and covering all sins as well as as the the bill. Sorry, with a shower of American Express platinum cards, as played by Brett, uh, by Bale, the 27-year-old Bateman. Bale, sorry, the 27-year-old Bateman is the ultimate product of a society obsessed with consuming. Faultlessly groomed, but empty of all feeling, he may say, I believe in taking care of myself, but in truth, there's no self to take care of. Bateman is simply a healthy corpse who is accurate when he says, there's no real me, I'm simply not there. Uh, While Bateman's grasping girlfriend, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so uh, I think one of the, the main objections that this guy is raising is that uh, there's too much gore, and uh, I don't. I thought you said that there wasn't enough gore. No, uh, he he was saying that to her credit that she some forgo forgo or oh okay like skipped some of the bloodier shots. Why? Like the thing is that that for a film like this, gore is effective. Like gore is part of the point, and it, there there the, there is some like graphic gore but not a ton uh for a movie about a serial killer like it's it's about the character who uh doesn't have a real identity like in the the context of uh a an era or um society or group Especially in the the yuppie um, parts of, uh, I think they were in New York, um, where everybody is just like him, basically. Like there is mm-hmm. no identity to be found, except for in naming the whole as yuppies, mm-hmm. and and so because he doesn't have an identity, there's no person to actually be caught. Uh huh. And, and uh, I. I, I don't know. Sometimes I wish I could have conversations with people. I mean, at least you know he's a he's a film critic that has to write an article, so he's raising his objections. But I think his objections are unwarranted. Like I think people people think that gore is automatically you can't touch it anymore. Like because bad horror films like to 
fill the rooms with blood, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, and, like, there's a fine line between uh, being too much and understanding how to use it effectively. And I, in my opinion, Mary Harren used it effectively because it was a movie about a serial killer. Um, so when people, people just think that gore in films is now taboo because they don't, mm-hmm. they think that it's part of American pop culture that I, I just think that they don't know what they're talking about. Like it's not really taboo. It's more, you can't, uh, drive a meaning with it. It can't well, be like, like used, it's, it's, uh, it, well, it's, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a redundancy in, in, in artistic culture or yeah. like film culture. But but I still don't think that's true. Like, so so sex sex is in a lot of films. Actually, actually in America it's not so well, prominent. Not as much as in Europe, but but still, well, which is the absolute op- opposite. Yeah, violence in Europe. But is, like, is a I bad wrote a thing. I wrote a whole like last semester I wrote my final term paper for my director studies class about sexuality. Uh, and identity in David Lynch films. Like, sexuality is a prominent theme in David Lynch movies. Mm-hmm. And I could actually post that, maybe, uh, on the website if anybody wants to read it. Uh, but, like, sex is an integral part of of people, and, it you know, people don't like it, and it, but it gets used often because, like, there is something to be said there, you know? It's about being effective and not... Mm-hmm. Uh, over overflowing or overfilling your cup, you know. Yeah. Um, that that movie still has a a um, it, it's not rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it's still fresh, but it's only at a sixty six percent. Um, but I just don't. Uh, I find that to be, yeah, definitely one of my favorite movies ever. Ever. Right as of right now, yeah, ever. <sighs> overrated. No, we've watched it together and, overrated. and he enjoys it. Yeah. 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 Who are you to say that I enjoy it? Well, from my perception of the way human interaction generally plays I'm out. I'm empty. Uh, you, could, you, you could be empty just like Patrick Bateman. Uh, well, we got another movie coming up. What? Oh, this guy only recently, re- or he's going to re- review Breathless in the in 2010. It's about 50 years too late. Come on, you're not gonna stop, huh? You're not gonna stop, are you? I don't know. <sighs> All right. Well, we got another film. How many? Uh, this is left? my last one. Uh, well, we could talk about David Lynch too, after this, but um, we can talk about. I'm not gonna say the name of it, but we can talk about yours. No, you can say Watchmen if you want, but Watchmen. we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about Watchmen at all. No, we're not going to. No. No. All right. Well, anyways, um, let's see here. Well, Antichrist. This. Is a movie made by Lars von Trier, I think, last year. Um, this is another uh, another film where people 
don't like the gore thing. Mm. They think that because it's a staple in American culture that it's a it's a problem. Lars von Trier isn't even American anyway, but they think that you're just appealing to audiences because they like it. Uh-huh. And it's stupid. Like this this had a a very clear point with the characters it was trying to make about trauma and the stages it pushes some people, people to, especially with the trauma that this woman endured. <laughs> uh, well, not only that, but she let what happened happen. I mean, we've already gone through spoilers, so we can do this. But like her spoilers. baby, her baby jumps out the window, and she just she lets yeah. Her lets her. She's in the middle of having sex with her husband, and she sees her baby climb up onto the ledge and just jump, mm-hmm. and she just continues to keep going with the sex. Um, and therefore that leads to a lot of sexual trauma mm-hmm. or the sexual lashing out in the future. But, but there, there's like the three stages that I don't remember what they were. Um, uh, grief, pain, and, uh, I think the last one was death. Was it? Like that. Maybe. Um, but I, I thought or it was... It was sorrow. No, it was grief, uh, pain, and sorrow, I think. Um, I don't think it says in this article, but uh, you're, you're, you're very close, if not correct. I don't remember exactly. But, like, I thought the, the movie was, like, done extremely well. Like, I, I didn't... Um, Going into it, I didn't think it was going to be that good. Just like how you didn't think Kick-Ass was going to be that that good. Uh-huh. But I, th- like, I thought it was just going to be all right. And a lot of, because <clears throat> I'd heard about the the gore, but I thought it was going to not be put to good use. Like there was going to be uh-huh. just excess. Um, but no, I thought it was extremely effective. Just like, um, just like American Psycho. Mm-hmm. But the the gore was vastly um, more of like extreme uh-huh. uh, in in American or in Antichrist. Um, so I can I'm gonna read some of this guy's article. Uh, this this is from the uh, Dallas Morning News, I think. Yep. <clears throat> so, um, all right. Even by the sadistic standards of Lars von Trier. Antichrist is a unique form of cruel and unusual punishment, an unrelenting orgy of graphic sex, violence, and cynicism that also manages to be wildly pretentious. That's another, that's a buzzword used by people who are critics of directors, Mm -hmm. and I've never heard a justification for using that word, Um, especially because they probably don't understand the intention of the director. That he just wants to blow stuff up. Like, he wants to set the world record for the biggest explosion in cinema history. He makes like a lot that. of money. What is that? For blowing things up. Yeah. I don't know. He but could I, be a nice guy. He could be, but but I think that is sort of a pretentious goal. Like, like holy shit, I'm going to blow this up. Biggest explosion in cinema history. Because only I can do it. Yeah. And I'm known for doing it. Yeah. 
but anyways. Um, so Willem Dafoe and Charlotte Gainsbourg play a married couple whose young, whose young son dies in a tragic accident. Uh, Von Trier, who no longer seems to have any shame, photographs this opening sequence in slow motion as floored opera music blares to, on the soundtrack. Why should you have shame about that? That was effective because I, it was like a serene moment, you know? It, it was like sur- for them. surreal, completely surreal. Like, the, 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 it, it, it's sort of the... This, well, it wasn't really... No, but... I said but, serene. No, but, yeah. what I'm, but I, I, I'm making the comment of surreal. Like, there, it, it's completely... Um, there's a dualism of, of what's supposed to be, like, the ultimate pleasure in yeah. sex. And, and then as this baby is, like making slowly making its way towards impending doom yeah like that there and it it became completely dreamlike well i didn't think i didn't think that i didn't think it i think it was the opposite of dreamlike it was it was clear and vivid and and uh uh like it wasn't like there was nothing out of place it seemed everything seemed fine until the baby jumps out the window you know what i mean yeah but i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't say that that well, what, what would make it? What would make it dreamlike? Well, I just thought that the 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 way that that it was filmed and whatnot put put this um, well put an emphasis on it for sure. Um, I don't know. I thought it it just it just seemed to like just to to flow um, in in a. It was very detailed and vivid. When I think of a dream and surreal, it's it's kind of ambiguous and nothing makes sense. And when I think of what I just don't think dreamlike or surreal fits into that mm-hmm. that uh, how that was. I think the rest of the movie fits into dreamlike because it's hard to tell what what's going on because yeah. it's it's clear that he's using he used uh, like he followed the rules and like continuity editing, you know, the classic. The, uh, in the until first, until they got to the the rest of the movie was just kind of he broke a lot of rules parent or parent rule like and that's that's another thing that we have a, a big qualm with our our film student uh, colleagues uh, yeah I guess there would be or uh, there are other fellow students or whatever uh, <laughs> they absolutely hate jump cuts and if you know what jump cuts are um the, they're technically breaking a film production rule um the like the movie breathless so we just talked about that 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 yeah. movie has a very large number of jump cuts um and they that that's one of the reasons why they hated that movie too many jump cuts well, what, well, the reason why was it wasn't because it was art. It was because he just wanted to save money. Yeah, that's stupid. I don't think that that – I really, really doubt that that was the reason that he did that. I mean, even if even if he wanted to save money, he could have done it in, in a bunch of different ways. But he chose to do it this way. In a way that – that would have made a bunch of film students mad. It's not like I'm right now. I'm chopping down <laughs> as if I was like cutting or like talking on a, a soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but but yeah, I I see I see your point. Um, it's not like he was mindlessly just cutting into the film. No, no. Well, no. I was talking about um, with Lars von, with Antichrist about oh. the the surrealistic like difference. Well, it um, was so. It, but it's also it was like it's in it was black so, and white. It and was everything so, was so pristine. Yeah, like um, that. That, in a sense, uh, like, you don't like, get that image, ooh, to, so I, it kind of seemed unreal. I felt like everything was glass figures, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like, um, like perfect falling snow uh, is the essence of that scene. I think, I think... Uh... What the, the that entire scene was supposed to show that they that they were it was kind of perfect that moment was perfect and uh, even mm-hmm. when the baby was jumping on the window, mm-hmm. but, uh, like it it kind of made it seem like everything was all right even though they they show penis going into the vagina yeah that that was I was just thinking of that as like it's like it, it was perfect except for that <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay so back to the article it says. Uh, to help his wife overcome her grief, the man who also happens to be a therapist, and I, I, I know that he's going to be like, a plot device, so stupid. He, I don't think he says it, but I, I know that when he says it's Dash, who also happens to be a therapist, Dash, it's like, so convenient, you know? It's not like he, they, they, in the middle of the movie, they were like, oh, and by the way, he's a therapist. Yeah. It's not like they're explaining. That's kind of like um, they're not doing an information dump. Like, oh, well, by the way, to- what to- are you? Topher I'm a therapist. Grace at the end of Predators yeah. happens to be a serial killer. So st- I thought that was kind of dumb. Or, yeah, I thought that was like, yeah, that was a cheap plot device. Yeah. I agree. It's yeah. uh, that was the part that was off-putting in the movie. Yeah, but otherwise it was enjoyable. If you like the first Predator movie, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so. Uh, he drags her to the to their house in the woods where they talk, weep, have sex, and eventually uh, turn against one one another in a shocking, in shockingly violent fashion. That he okay. First of all, that 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 that's basically saying oh, he's he's uh he's putting a straw man in that you know. He's like it was just it was just dumb blah 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 he blah. He simplified blah. it. He yeah. simplified it so much that that. You can take any angle you want to it. Where... Yeah. Well, he's he's almost making it so you can only take one angle, saying it was, it was just oh, just they just cry and blah blah like. It's like boom, boom, boom. The story's done. So stupid. When in fact the story was, like, it, it took a couple times to to make out a. Uh, like well, I only like watched to... it once, but we had a, like a lot of conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, so complete with a talking fox and extreme close-ups of genital mutilation, Antichrist purports to be about how chaos reigns in times of extreme duress. Or in times of extreme duress, Von, Von Trier seems to be, to be arguing we are no more than the su- the sum of our basest impulses. Yet these characters aren't human beings as much as pawns of Von Trier, uh, pawns that Von Trier can manipulate to illustrate his puny thesis. You don't have to believe their acu- or their actions, and you don't especially care. There's perhaps something to be said for the, the maniacal insanity of the final 20 minutes. Blood spurts in ways you could never or you could have you could never imagine and never want to witness again. But that's not enough to redeem a movie so completely juvenile and stupid. And he, this this also demonstrates to me that the um, that the writer of this article missed the point 
the religious point in it about women being pure evil. Like the, yep. there's the, there's the, the antichrist, uh, and like the other religious, um, symbols in there, like that tree. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, there were plenty of motifs in it. Yeah. You obviously didn't pay attention and, to like, those. And like their, their, their like cabin is supposed to be like their Eden and whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, the woman in Christian mythology is the, I use the word mythology this, and you and yeah. you like, <gasps> Like I saw that, no, but no. I know it wasn't for that I reason. Know. I, it was a, it was but, a but reason. But the, I, I was the woman is, she is completely the reason... destroys perfect because the Eden was supposed to be perfect. It was supposed they were when they went there, they were supposed to heal when they went there, but mm-hmm. she destroyed that. Like she didn't want to let go of the like. Actually, she did want to let go, but she was so ashamed of that. Yeah, and there's like there's a scene in the movie where all those women are running down the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it it's like this this overflowing of just just awfulness pretty much where like the 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 woman in in the story like woman can't be anything more but the the sum of her inherited like original sin pretty much like this this is what we what her they got period. what she got from Eve yeah, yes <laughs> uh but no but this this is like what a a woman is the essence of a woman is is basically intrinsically evil you know uh and then and it's, then not, the like, it's not like he was making a, a philosophical point he was telling like in, in some sense like he was directing it in the in the the like the genesis account in in uh, the bible but it's not like he was making a a, a statement about actual humanity you know, mm-hmm. well, he he maybe he was, maybe he believes that, but but from my perception, like I understand the Chris, the not the Christian, the, the the Genesis undertones to everything that was going on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, they all... even mentioned when the three kings, blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, when they show up, then you someone will die, or you know, yeah, and then that's that's another. Uh, Christian mythology, the like the three kings, the three kings visit. Yeah, and there's tons of numerology in the Bible. Like there's sevens all over the place, and so are threes, forties, um, yeah, 40, forty days and nights. Yeah, uh, and then there's uh, there's other things. Yeah, they they wandered forty years in the 12, desert. Twelve disciples, and, and then, um, but but. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's just really... A lot of actually science fiction writers apparently use 40 and they use Bible numbers mm-hmm. uh, to make a point. Even though they're not particularly religious, they're more secular, they yeah. they use religious uh Well, because they, they, they to... um, catch the reader's attention, too. Like... If, if, well, yeah. like, if, if, like a science a science fiction writer will oftentimes try to, try to make... Like, science fiction and... A lot of, um, a lot of context is trying to make a philosophical point, like an actual, like, um, behavioralist point or, or whatever, like about our society or, or what our perceptions are. It's usually not about science, really. Yeah. It's it's usually about characters. Yeah. And and Um, our behavior. But they use science in a way to. To, to, uh, to put it in a different setting, you know? uh, from what we are, yeah. right, right. So and, it makes and, it but, fantasy. But so then, what? Yeah, a lot of science fiction authors are pretty secular, and so 
what they'll what they can do then by using those numbers is capture a um a christian's mind or or whomever mm-hmm. and then maybe get them to think about it in a different or in that context or or what have yeah. you yeah and understand the actual problems uh, that with whatever they're raising objection to but you can also just like re- link it to the bible you know right well i mean that's usually what they're doing is they're linking it to a biblical story mm-hmm. and uh putting that story in a secular sense saying it's somewhat true the bible but if you could look at it in this way in this story like well yeah not not only that but like like usually the point is to uh make a like a moralistic message like yeah that well, where were is, we with antichrist we should probably talk about that uh just, just uh but the, the, that guy he i think it was it's pretty clear to me that he's missing several points and he, he again like all he like the last sentence of his article he wrote it off as stupid like i mean he he probably did put thought into it like i'm not going to deny deny him that but i i think i don't know what what it is but some people just and we're talking like we're we're the ultimate understanding uh but but when i have a disagree with with a person i can usually argue my position you know Mm -hmm. especially if i understand my position very well like if i just didn't like something um then uh I'll try to think my way as to why I didn't like it, but I may not understand right away, you know, as to why I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if he didn't think very, very much about it or, or what? Maybe it's from, cause he's from Texas. Maybe. Maybe. That movie only has a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's rotten. I don't get it. don't get it. Well, because there was jump cuts, and it didn't make any sense, and it was gruesome. It just it seemed like a shock movie, just trying to shock everybody. So dumb. Uh, but another director that is called Pretentious by the guy that I, again, that same guy... Mm-hmm is david lynch he, I, he he's my favorite director like i well yeah i i go, go as far as to say it's my he's my favorite and uh he never gave a reason as to why uh david lynch is pretentious but he he also said that um basically that eraser head for those of you who have seen it it's a, pr- a pretty obscure movie but all he said was it's weird for the sake of weird, and that just says to me that he didn't think about the movie or what he was watching when he was seeing it. Uh, because obviously, uh, well, some interpretations I've read about it is that this is kind of a, a pro-abortion movie, in uh-huh. in that basically, like we've talked about, it, it's like, well, how do you know that your kid isn't going to grow up to be another Hitler? You know, like that's not like a like a a really strong argument for abortion, but but but, I mean, but, but by saying that all life is 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 uh, like sanctified, like the do you think Osama like, bin Laden oh, is wasn't born uh, uh, a well, child? That, 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 that like yeah, like he wasn't a child. Do you think he like his uh, his life is is pure and holy? Like you say, all life is is um, 
Yeah, you, you say that there are people that are evil in the world. Uh, what I think is if, if a Christian, what Christians really should do is is uh, is abort all these babies because every man is born with an original, original sin. sin. Yep. So yep. technically, you're bringing something evil into the world. Yep. You're you know, right. there's no there's no argument to refute that. You well, know, actually, some people don't accept original sin, but but uh. Anyways, so I win. Yeah, but, but I think, but I think that um, this is another. Uh, I didn't write about this movie in particular, but this is another movie where sexuality is a prominent theme. Not so much as like sex doesn't really happen in the movie, but the fact that um, uh, what's his name Henry, uh, mm-hmm. his girlfriend became Put pregnant. A lame name. Henry, he, he, couldn't they think of like something as like, um, like Esteban or? Like, <laughs> uh, He's a pretty plain Troy. guy. Troy is a good name. Or, uh, or, or Justice. <laughs> no, no, and no. Uh, but I mean, his girlfriend was pregnant, and it. It was another, um, obviously to, to get pregnant, you, well, not have to have sex, but that's the most common way of getting pregnant, uh, is sex. And the, the mom asked, did you have sexual intercourse with my daughter? And, and he's like, I don't think that's any of your business. And then his mom start her mom starts like coming on to her. Like, I don't know if their family is just inbred or, yeah. or if it's like because of, there's probably been a nuclear holocaust in the movie. It looks like a, a disaster zone, basically. Yeah, the whole, well, the movie whole area. is post-apocalyptic. Yeah. And then there's a menstruating chicken. Mm-hmm. A, a, a cooked chicken, not not a not a live chicken. Not a live chicken. The, like at the dinner table, the, mm-hmm. the chicken, the, the roasted they, they have... rotisserie chicken starts menstruating. Yeah. Weird. Uh, For the sake of weird. But... but it's not i mean it's not just that it's i think it's like it gives you a really strong sense of displacement and that prepares you for what is to come for with this child uh if you can even call it that you know what i mean why shouldn't we call it a child well uh, you can it's a child but is it human like it came from a, a human but I mean, when you when you see it, <laughs> okay, but 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 you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. I know what you're. Uh, I know what you're saying. Is it? It's. Uh, I don't know. It. It's. It's really. Um, it's gross. I mean, it, when you when you see the child and what happens with it. And, kind but of then, horrifying, yeah. Yeah, but then, but then, as you, but then you also ha- have to end up feeling bad for it when it gets later. But then you don't. At the end, you don't know what actually really happened. Yeah. Uh, there. I don't know. I don't think it's weird for the sake of weird. I think that it's actually to make you think about what you're seeing for a change. Like, I've tried to make this point in in my classes or whatever 
that went like what um the producer said in our episode talking about Roger Ebert not thinking video yeah. games are art is that a lot of abstract art is there to make you think more abstractly. Yep. Um so while um there can be me- there is probably metaphorical reasons behind something that seems out of place in a movie like that um it may be not just that but to give you a reason to step back for a second and wonder what what exactly is it that you're seeing mm-hmm. um and it's not it's usually not so simple and and that's i think that's part of good cinema or like good complex cinema like i like david lynch a lot there are some movies i definitely like more than others but um the fact that he puts <clears throat> surreal elements into it mm-hmm. uh definitely makes you have to think more about the movie than a simple noir film or like a mis- <laughs> my mystery stories that our grandparents love so much Oh, well, that guy killed him. Yeah. It was him all along, Scooby-Doo. Uh, wow. Uh, Let's find out who killed that guy. Yeah. So, And if the viewer can find out before the detective? Yeah. I'm really good at solving mysteries. Thin, thin, thin blue, blue line. line. Yeah. But uh, I think pretentious is, a, is just a label that gets slapped on any art film director or man they're just artsy or yeah hate that uh and uh so i'll probably post that paper on on my bio page if anybody's interested and also one last movie i'm gonna go through real quick probably won't spend a lot of time on it but no country for old men it won best picture like was well received but that was behind district nine that was probably that's probably my second most amount of refunds. Uh, people just right at the end. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, they they can't get a refund if they sit through the whole movie. But but people no ending. Uh, but I think people just because there's a a real lack of dialogue in that movie. There's a or lot, sound. Uh-huh. I mean music. There's no music yeah. at all except for the one diegetic music. There, it, it there's the a mariachi band. I mean, really, you just see um, Josh Brolin like thinking and escaping throughout the movie and he talks every so often throughout to different people and while well, there's Tommy Lee Jones but uh a lot of it is uh well it's not like car chase action but it's action based you know what i mean like uh-huh. the the most i'm sure most of the screenplay was uh screen action rather than dialogue um I think people just got lost walking, and underst- like you don't understand. Walking. That's walking, that's all it says. Walking, walking. Kill somebody. Walking, walking. See, I can write a screenplay. Says, so simple. Says two words. We'll decide on set. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just uh, really bothered me. Especially I, most of the that was before I even saw the movie. But then when I saw the movie, I was like, holy crap! Like at the end, of, I I didn't even think to say anything until the end of the movie because i was just absolutely locked on it 
Like, I saw really it with intense. you and, like, some of your, like, your sister and some other members of your family. And the Christmas. Yeah, the Christmas. Around, around the Christmas. And, uh, but it, it was, uh, very engaging. I think that was actually the word I used to describe it when I first saw it. I didn't think it was engaging. I thought it had no ending. It was super boring. It was super boring. I need, I need, when I want explosions, I want loud explosions. And and cartoon music. There, well, there was one loud explosion. There was a loud explosion, but it didn't have badass music behind it, and it wasn't slow motion. And there weren't giant ass robots that turn into cars. What are you trying to say? Transformers are stupid. No, it's the best movie I've ever seen. Well, you're saying that in sarcasm. Nuh-uh. I'm, I'm ten times more serious than you are. Uh, Nuh-uh. I'm more serious than you are. That. There was some movie when I was looking up these movies. Oh, it was it was that guy that was uh, critiquing Toy Story three. Yeah. He said something about Transformers yeah. two. Yeah. I think. Best movie of all time. That movie I don't think. Sucked. Dick. Worst ever. I could go into why it sucks right now, but I'm too most of the potty jokes. Potty humor, just all over the place. Volt! This this transformer named Volt, this mysterious transformer who happened to be there to bring uh, Optimus Prime alive. Here's the the sentence talking about Transformers 2. uh, Well, he's he's talking about, but none of these digital cartoon characters reflect human experience. It's, It's essentially a board game that only the brainwashed will buy into. Besides, Transformers 2 already explored the same plot to greater thrill and opulence. Like, he's saying Transformers 2 was better movie than uh, than Toy Story 3. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, not 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 because of the story, but because it was more exciting. And be- Toy, Story, uh, Toy Story 3 and uh, Transformers 2 had, a, had an equally good story, which was the suck to him. All right, to each their own. But we also can strongly disagree. <laughs> to each our own. So so have... yeah, if you have any disagreements with us about any of those movies, especially like District Nine or something, then uh, well, I don't even know why we well, why we're gonna argue it because it's just your opinion. Why do you argue? About yeah. Opinion? Why would you argue? You don't have to have any basis behind your opinion. Come on. I mean, I'm sure when I hate the Jews. Yeah, it's my, opinion. Just my opinion. That is a perfect example. Give me a high five for that because that is exactly what I'm talking about. You need justification for your opinions. I don't even care. Like, it's just like uh, extraordinary claims need extraordinary evidence. So for stronger opinions and about more important things, you need more reason, more justifications for backing them up. But if you're talking about just like I like vanilla ice cream, that is a really simple thing. Is the arrangement of your taste buds? There's no real explanation. Simplify it to taste buds. Well, it's and the maybe... construction of the vanilla. It's the craft of the ice cream. It's it's more than just the arrangement of your taste buds. Okay, well, but it's a lot simpler of an opinion than uh, examining art. I and to me, it's not that simple of an opinion. Didn't you just hear what I said? It's it's the craft of the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but that's that's like the main point. It's this this was a whole this whole episode was just a giant rant on justify your opinions and justify your beliefs. We're uh, the mental masturbation podcast, podcast. the podcast, uh, the podcast. 
thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, make sure to email us and uh, have a nice week.